Well, good morning. morning. Happy New Year. So, I drew the short straw. (laughs) Basically, here we are, the first Sunday of the year 2020. And at this time of the year, we are always uh, reflecting on our past year, 2019, Uh, the pluses and minuses from 2019, and we're looking forward to, if you will, 2020, and what does 2020 hold for us? What is our future? Where do we go? And anyway, uh, as many of you know, I journal, and by that I mean every morning uh, during my quiet time, what I'll do is on one side of the paper, I write down prayer requests, And on the other side of the paper, I write down the praises, things that have happened, if you will, in my life, if you will, the day before. And anyway, so in preparing for today, what I did is I went back through uh, 2019, and I wanted to see where God had had taken me, if you will, in 2019, and where we go from there. And uh, so I will tell you that... uh, on January the 1st, 2019, okay, uh, my truck, which is my mainstay, was in the body shop, deer damage, uh, and my wife's vehicle was basically on its last leg. That's how I started out, if you will, material-wise in 2019. And uh, so what a way to start off. But uh, anyway, all this to say is that, you know, Today, where you are right now, okay, you might be, if you will, at rock bottom. And that can be in material things, and that can be in spiritual things. But if we press on, if we press forward, okay, with him, with his grace and his mercy, it's amazing where he will take us. So um, I came across this quote the other day uh, by uh, Andy Griffith, and I found it on Facebook. So whether this is the Perfectly legit or not, I don't know, but it actually works. Look what it says. It says, I firmly believe that in every situation, no matter how difficult, God extends grace greater than the hardship and strength and peace of mind that can lead us to a place higher than where we were before. So, again, I'm reflecting back in 2019. So, in my 2019, uh, um, my daughter uh, was getting sicker and sicker and sicker uh, because of medicine. We didn't know that then. And many of you rallied around our family and prayed with us and, and came alongside of us and encouraged us. And anyway, so we got to see, if you will, uh, poor health on that end and then, uh, if you will, healing on, on another end. And at the tail end of, of 2019, I lost, my, I lost my father, if you will. Um, and anyway, so um, as my sister puts it, I am officially an orphan, okay? I no longer have an earthly mom, and I no longer have an earthly dad. However, I have a heavenly father that is just mind-blowing. It's just amazing where he will take you. If we put our faith and our trust in him and just exercise faith, it's just amazing where he will take us. So 
I would like to, if you will, I would like to stand and let's read Hebrews 12.1. It was the scripture that we had up earlier, but what we're going to do today is we're just going to, we're going to read, I'm going to, I'm, I'm a simple man, if you will, I'm going to stand one verse, one verse only, and we're going to, as uh, uh, once was said, you know, we're going to unpack this verse. So it's Hebrews 12.1. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, oh my Lord, there's so many songs that just fit this sermon today, Lord. I'm going to pick one. Just a closer walk with Thee. Lord, that's my desire for each and every one of us that is here today, Lord, that we would go and just come alongside of You even closer in our 2020 that's before us. Lord, it's amazing where You'll take us if we do that, Lord. Lord, so I pray that You just hollow me out. May, you, may the words that come through me, Lord, just honor and glorify only you, Lord. Lord, we just love you and we thank you for all you do for us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So the first part of the verse, again, um, we're going to just unpack this one verse. The very, very first thing that it says there at the beginning of the verse, it says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Okay, so we got to understand where we are. We're in Hebrews chapter 12. This is the first verse of Hebrews chapter 12. Now, I'm a firm believer that in order to get the text in proper context, you must read the 10 verses before and you must read the 10 verses after it to get the general gist as where, where this is coming from, how we got here at this particular verse. So when you go back to Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 is known, if you will, as the faith chapter. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Joseph. By faith, Samson. By faith, Ruth. By faith, and the list goes long and lengthy. And of course, by faith, Daniel. You know the guy that went in the lion's den? Sometimes that's me. But uh, anyway, sometimes... Uh, you know, so so this was written, if you will, in 69 A.D. 69 after the 69 years after the birth of Christ. And anyway, so this particular author, we do not know who the author is. All we know is that it's inspired by God. So, so the author is talking about the cloud of witnesses that were before his time, before their time. So. In this day and age, to bring it to light here, this morning, uh, long before any of you all got here, I went around and I went into, I came into the sanctuary here and I walked around the sanctuary and, uh, you know, not that we have assigned seats here, okay, but I have a general idea of who sits where. And I was thinking about your witness and what you have done for me in my life. And, you know, I'm going to try not look at anybody in the face, but what you, what you and your walk and your cloud of witness, what you have done for me. By that, I mean, I know I've walked alongside of you through some of your tough times, through some of your really good times. And 
I know what it has inspired me to do. You have persevered through using your faith. Okay? I also went downstairs. I know the teachers that are downstairs right now. Okay, they're they're probably not going to get recognition in any way, shape, or form, but they do it for the love of Jesus. And they do it because their faith says that, you know, if, if, we, if we pour ourselves into our young ones, okay, we're raising up that next generation. We are raising up our next generation. And, you know, on my end, you know, uh, helping out uh, teaching on Wednesday nights with the kids. If you think, if you think that you know it all, teach some kids. They'll, 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 they'll teach you right. And, uh, and I can tell you many stories, and they're cool stories, but Mr. Dan, if you will, got corrected quite a few times in my teachings. And uh, anyway, so all this to say, back to the, what I was saying is we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Look around you. Look around you. You know what this brother went through, this person went through, this sister went through. Okay, look around you at your cloud of witnesses. Now, to bring in a little closer, okay, I was brought up uh, by uh, an absolute Christian mom, okay, and I seen her, can you imagine this? I think of this often, okay. There were seven of us, seven Daniels, and, and, and I was, mm, shall you say, a little testy when I was young. So anyway, I, I just think about, you know, but, uh, but I do remember her, you know, working so hard. She was a stay-at-home mom, and, and, and uh, she worked so, so hard uh, just, just in, the, in the logistics of getting the kids doing this, that, and the other. But I also remember she made time every single day to spend with her Jesus. She made time. So my dad, very hard man, very hard man, no emotions whatsoever. No, I mean, it's non-existent. However, however, he provided. He did provide, okay? And, and he did a, a, another bad thing. He made us go to church. There, there's something to be said for that. Men, you are the leader in your home. I didn't say that. God said that. Okay, now, I'll tell you, when Daniel, this guy right here, when he became a junior Christian and, and he found out that he's the leader of his home, I was like, yeah, buddy, that's right, I'm the leader. There's just one thing. It took a little while. Sometimes things go over my head. But I realized that in order to be a good leader, you need to listen to the leader. So, one of the things that, that I think of is God has a sense of humor. You know, I, I stand six foot tall. My wife is, if you will, five foot two. And there's a reason for that. See, that way when God throws that brick, okay, there's only one person that, he, that, that, that's, that's, that he's going to hit. He's going to hit the guy that stands up a little higher. So anyway, um, so have you ever considered yourself to be part of a cloud of witnesses for someone? People are watching you. I have told that to many a person. No matter what you do, people are watching you. If you fly that Christian flag, they are watching you. Okay? Um, And one of the things that we've got to do is we've got to just step out in faith. Faith is one of those those things. I call it a a spiritual muscle. The only way that we, we strengthen our spiritual muscle is we have to do what his word says to do, okay? 
And uh, if we don't exercise faith, we become lax. And uh, anyway, I can tell you, that's, that's what t- today's sermon is about, is using our faith. It, it's not going to seem right. It's gonna, matter of fact, it's going to sound like something, I don't know. You definitely would not design it any other way. But um, the rest of the story, when, when, you know, when we use our faith, it doesn't make sense to the outside world, but it's what God's word says to do. Okay, moving on in the scripture, it says, let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside every weight. Okay, now here we are, January, first Sunday in January. I guarantee you, you can turn on any TV right now, okay, and it's telling you that, uh, you know, I, we've got this excellent program. It only costs you X amount of dollars a month. But, but we'll help you lose weight. And, then, and of course, you know, uh, we have this exercise machine that you can use. And it's, it's, it's the best Cadillac that ever was. What was and, and, and the list goes on and on. Is that what they're talking about in this passage of Scripture? The answer is obviously no. Okay. During this time, the Jewish people had added 613, 613 additional rules and regulations to the Bible. Okay, it's 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 tough enough doing Ten Commandments, but now we add six hundred and thirteen uh, things to the Bible. So, what this weight is that they're talking about here? This weight is religion. Religion. Now, I say that because it's so easy for me to be religious. Okay, so here in our church, we talk about having a relationship with Jesus. Having a relationship with Jesus. See, we, we, when you have a relationship with somebody, when you have a relationship with somebody, I don't have to do anything for my wife. I get to do things for my wife. Do you see the difference? I don't have to do it. I get to do it. In other words, it comes from it comes from a deep, a deep-seated joy. I want to I want to please him. I want to please her. Okay, that's what it's talking about. Okay, when 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 it's religious, I'm just filling the square. That's all I'm doing. I'm just filling the square. Admittedly, okay, there are times where every morning I spend time in His Word and in prayer, and there are times there are times. Fortunately, they're getting fewer and fewer, but there are times where I'm really busy right now, so I'm just going to check that block. And, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I know I know. on every Sunday I'm going to be asked, have you spent daily time in Scripture and in prayer? Our men's accountability group, that's the very first question that gets asked. Have you spent daily time in Scripture and in prayer? I know that question's coming every Sunday morning. So there are times where, oh man, I... I, you know, I better, I better do my daily quiet time. Better check that bad boy off. Okay, that's religion. That's religion. Here's another thing that that uh, we can do. I've done it. Judgmental. I look at somebody and they. Let's just say it might be something that they're wearing. It might be. It might be. Uh, I'll just say a tattoo. Uh, it, it can be a myriad of things. It might be just. Just their walk past me. And immediately, uh, that, that judgmental Daniel comes out. That's religion. Watch out for those little weights, okay? The, the, the weights need to go. 
The weights need to go. Okay, so uh, one of the one of the passages of scripture that I'm um, I, I go back to time and time again. It's Philippians two twelve and thirteen. Okay, the reason I go back to this passage of scripture is because I make this scripture personal. By that I mean that I know that at the end of my day, at the end of my day, I answer only to one person. He knows my thoughts, he knows my actions, he knows my all. So why don't I just, why don't I just answer, in my mind, no matter what I'm doing the, throughout the day, okay, I know that I answer to only one person. So look what, look what it says here. It says, it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Okay, look what it says there. Work out your own salvation. What I read in that is, okay, to be sure, I have not arrived as being Mr. Christian. To be sure, I have not arrived there. And I guarantee you, if, if I was to stand out here and, and some people would walk past me and they could tell me things that I need to improve upon. Okay? How about if we take that mirror and just start looking at our own self and where can, where can I improve on? How can my walk with him be better? Work out your own salvation. Work, now, obviously, if you see somebody doing something that's radically wrong and it's going to hurt, harm somebody, yes, absolutely step in there. Absolutely step in there. Okay, so we're laying aside those weights and we're working out our own salvation. Okay, so now, the next part of this uh, passage of Scripture and it says, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And the sin which so easily ensnares us. Now, sin is basically defined as this. Anything that contradicts God's word. Anything that contradicts God's word. Now, I just told you, I just told you that, uh, you know, the best person to work on is yourself. Because when you work on, when you try and fix someone else, you, 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 you're, you're, you're going to be frustrated. You're, I mean, it's, it's, anyway, work on yourself. It's a lot easier. You can change yourself a lot easier than you can others. So the first thing that, that uh, I want to talk, these are three areas in my life that, that, that God is still working on me. I, I'd like to tell you that I've, I'm, I'm there. I conquered them, you, you know, but, but I'm not. But these, these are are three things that, that, uh, that he has worked on me. The very first one is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Okay, so basically, I will forgive 99% of the people, 99% of the time, but there's this one person in my life, and I don't care if they come crawling here. I don't care if they come begging here. There ain't no way. Don't you know what they did to me? Don't you know how deeply they hurt me? Well, you know, I said sin is anything that contradicts God's word. So let's look at Matthew 6, 14 and 15. What does God's word say? And oh, by the way, these words are in red. It says, 
For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So, love to slice it any other way, but God's word is incredibly clear. We must forgive. Now, I will tell you, having walked this, okay, it is not easy. Do not hear that, oh, you just, yeah, they're forgiven. It's not easy. When they have hurt you that deep, that hard, you must use God's word to defeat it. Look what Jesus did in Matthew 4 when he was tempted in the wilderness. He didn't, he didn't talk to Satan, okay? He, he, he didn't talk to him. He used God's word. It's the only way, it's the only way, it's the only way that we are going to get right. Go right back to what God's word says. Go back to what God's word says. Go back to, just continue to do that. That's the only way we're going to win that war. Okay, the next thing is money. Oh boy, he's going to talk about money. Okay, so, again, I'm talking to you from three areas in my life that God has worked in my life, okay? Uh, again, we can make a sin list a mile long, okay? And, and I may not cover your personal thing. Again, back to Philippians 2.12, work out your own salvation. Okay, it's so much easier to work on you than others. Okay, so Malachi 3, 8 and 10 says this. It says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offering. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me on this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. Now, some of you may say, well, you know what? That's Old Testament. That's the Old Covenant. Hmm. Maybe it's not talked about in the New Testament, so I can get away with not giving anything to the church. Wrong answer. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8. And let's look what it says there in 2 Corinthians. It says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, you, uh, and, all, and having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So Old Testament, New Testament, doesn't matter. God says that he expects us to give back to him. Okay, so I'm going to talk to the person who is once in my shoes. Okay, there was a time, there was a time where um, after paying my bills, and you must, you should pay your bills first, okay? After paying my bills, I had $11.48 for 15 days to live on, okay? You didn't, 
I mean, if you were going to spring for a pizza, well, there went half your budget for the next 15 days. Okay? But I, I came across this passage of Scripture during that time. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's crazy. Again, I told you, faith is one of those, it's a, it's a muscle. And, and until we exercise that faith, okay, we'll never know where he's going to take us. So I came across this passage of Scripture, and I thought to myself, well, that's pretty easy. You know what I mean? $11.48, man, <laughs> won't be putting too much in the plate. So anyway, what I started doing is, you know, he, he, he says, see if I won't pour out the windows of heaven on you. It was amazing. I, I, I mean, I, I could make a sermon out of that, but, but uh, to, to show you where God took me from and where he took me to it's just amazing 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 it again it won't make sense to give it won't make sense to give i will say this you don't know what you're missing it is so cool it is so cool when you when you get to when you get to come alongside of god and you you get to be in part right alongside of him and get to see journal it journal it especially if you know like here's one thing okay do this okay you place a ten dollar bill in my hand and i do this with that ten dollar bill how much more can he put in that hand the answer is none none if he places that ten dollar bill in my hand and i say god you use it you use it for your kingdom for your glory obviously obviously you have to eat i i get that okay but if you do this instead of this, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it, it, it's amazing where it'll take you. Amazing where he takes you. Okay, so Proverbs chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. For those that are considering taking things out on credit, okay, is it a want? Is it a need? If it's a need, he says he's going to supply it for you. And oftentimes, having walked this, oftentimes it's in the 11th hour that it arrives. Okay? Stand firm, hold fast. Is it a want or is it a need? If it's a need, he will provide it. Guarantee you he will provide it. Okay, last thing. That, that, that again, this is a, a sin that I dealt with in my past, and, and you might, I'm sure you have your own. So uh, it's, uh, it's enabling, and it's found in Luke 15, 16 through 17. And I, wanna, I, want, I want you to get this. I want you to get this. This is hugely, not that any of them are less important, but I want you to get this. It says, and he would gladly have filled his stomach. This is talking about the prodigal son here. So he, the prodigal son, would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? Okay, look at that verse. When did he come to himself? When did he come to himself? When no one gave him anything. When no one gave him anything. Okay. My end. My story. In this, in this passage of scripture. 
I do a lot of things for a lot of people. I love to serve. That's just me. However, we had this one particular situation where the little voice, you know that little voice that speaks to you and says, don't do it. Oh, but you don't know, Lord. You see, see if, I, if, I, if I help this person out, you see, then, then I, can, I get to witness alongside of them. I can, I, can, I can talk to them about your... Don't do it. But Lord, you see, if I, if I get to do this with this person, you know, I, can, I can quote scripture. I can, I can do life right alongside... Don't do it. And I did it. Now, I will tell you, when God swings a hammer, he hits the nail, regardless if you are between his hammer and that nail or not. And it hurts. It hurts big time. Okay? Don't enable. Parents. Parents. You, I'm there. I'm right there with you. I want to do a million things for my daughter. But there are times where I have to take a back seat and let them learn. Let them learn. Now, I told you about the 10 before. In order to get the full gist of, of, of Scripture, you need to read the 10 before and you need to read the 10 after. So let's look at some of the 10 after, if you'll. It's Hebrews 12, uh, 5 through 8. Okay, and it says, And have you forgotten uh, completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son. It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? In other words, when it hurt, when it hurt me for enabling that person, that is actually encouraging to know that God loves me enough to say, stop it, stop it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't enable. Let them learn that the reason that they're on the road that they're on is because of they have made poor choices. Okay? So, tail end of the verse. It says, And let us run, and let us run the race uh, that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Okay. Tom Toon a couple weeks ago said that. I was one of the better storytellers that he's ever seen, and eh, we'll go with that. So I'll tell you a story. So I'm in Alabama. Uh, I'm mid-career in my military, and uh, so we're doing a 10-mile run. And uh, anyway, uh, oftentimes in, in the running end of things in the military, uh, those gazelles that always sprint it to the end of the finish line, okay, those gazelles would oftentimes double back uh, 100, 200 yards uh, previous to the to the finish line, and they would come alongside of you, and they would either yell at you to to pump it out, to work it out, to to to, to you know to make sure that you finish and finish well, you know, push out that last that last little bit of the race. You get a better time, you get a better score. 
So I'm in Alabama doing a 10-mile run. I get to the finish line, and that happened. But at the end, after I cross the finish line, the guy comes up to me and he says to me, he says, why do you run with your head down? Well, the reason I run with my head this way is because, see, if there's sticks or stones or, or little divots in the, in the concrete, I'll, I'll be able to see them and I won't overtread my ankle. That was my reasoning. Makes sense. He said to me, he says, why don't you just look at the finish line when you start? Why don't you just look at the finish line when you start? He said, you hold your head up. He said, you hold your head up and you say you look far out at that finish line. I tried it. It works. If there's any runners in here, I can tell you right now. If you do that, you will increase. You will have a better time. I guarantee you, you will have a better time. There's body physics that goes into it. But trust me, you will have a better time. You will run a better race. But how fitting is that? Okay, this life that we have right here is a temporary thing. It's a temporary thing. It's a, it's, 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 it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Okay, so we need to look at the finish line. What is there on our finish line? What is our goal? What is our goal? Okay, hold your head up and look to Jesus. Okay, I came across this uh, in one of my devotionals this week and, and listen to what it says. It's from Larry Burkett. Okay, it says, if it, if it doesn't cost you, I'm sorry, it doesn't cost anything to say, I believe in God, I put God first. But if you live it, it will cost something. Have you put God first in your life? Is there some area of your life that you are holding back? Ask God to show you what, it, what that is and then surrender it to him. And then surrender it to him. Okay, so my question to you, in our walk in 2020, Okay, I told you faith is a muscle and we must exercise it in order to strengthen it. Okay, are you ready to run your race in 2020? Okay, I'm telling you, if you step out in faith, now again, I showed you three areas of my life that he's been working on me. Okay, you may have a, an area in your life that you need worked on. Okay, just ask him to come alongside of you. Ask him to come alongside of you and and. And work it out, work it out, work it out. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as the praise team comes up. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for uh, this opportunity to represent you here today, Lord. Lord, I, I ask for your forgiveness if I've cut too deep in someone, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that, that they hear grace and mercy and truth in this, Lord. Lord, uh, I thank you for all you do for us. You are an amazing Lord, an amazing Savior, Lord. If there's someone here today, Lord, that does not know you, and today, January the 5th, 2020, they want to make a change, the altar is open. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all you do for us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.